This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we are up against, together we can beat them. It's Ken Harbaugh with Against All Enemies on the Midas Touch Network. We just had a massive win in Ohio to enshrine abortion rights in our state constitution. However, in spite of the fact that this ballot measure passed overwhelmingly, some Republicans in our state house have announced that they will not respect the outcome of that vote. Let me say that again. The people of Ohio have spoken. They want to ensure that women can make their own health care decisions. And still, some Republicans don't care. The reason we as Ohio voters demanded a constitutional amendment is because we no longer trust the highly gerrymandered state legislature to do the right thing. What few of us anticipated was that even after voting for a constitutional amendment, State House Republicans would still try to deny the will of the people. A press release signed by a number of Republican legislators immediately after the vote said this. To prevent mischief by pro-abortion courts with issue one, Ohio legislators will consider removing jurisdiction from the judiciary over this ambiguous ballot initiative. The Ohio legislature alone will consider what, if any, modifications to make to existing law. Beth Lear, one of the Republicans who signed onto that press release, said this, no amendment can overturn the God-given rights with which we were born. One of the most frightening things in politics is the idea that you are an agent of God's will, that you have a divine mandate to supersede the rights of others and the law itself. That is what is going on in Ohio. And it should be a warning for the rest of the country, because now some congressional Republicans, in the wake of Ohio's abortion rights vote, have said that the answer is a national abortion ban. J.D. Vance, our senator from Ohio, where an overwhelming majority of his own constituents just chose to protect abortion rights, J.D. Vance says it's time for federal abortion legislation that will undo votes like the one we just had. And some members actually asked, calling for federal action on abortion to force Republicans to talk about a federal legislation. That's what J.D. Vance, who comes from the state of Ohio, the senator from that state, after seeing voters there constitutionalize abortion uh, abortion rights, saying that Congress should act. This is what J.D. Vance actually said about Congress stepping in after the Ohio constitutional amendment passed. We can't give in to the idea that the federal Congress has no role in this because if it doesn't, then the pro-life movement is basically not going to exist. Coming from the supposed party of limited government, this is the height of hypocrisy. What is happening to Ohio should be a wake-up call for the rest of the country. The Republican-led Congress just elected as Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, who is a Christian nationalist and supporter of a national heartbeat bill. I know There are those who will push back by saying, that's democracy in action. Each one of these Republican House members was elected, and they, in turn, elected a speaker to lead them. Fact check. The power held by Republicans in Washington vastly exceeds their share of the national vote. 
Take the Senate as a case in point. Republican senators have not represented a majority of voters since 1996. Right now, in an almost evenly divided Senate, the Democrats represent nearly 40 million more Americans. What does this have to do with Republican attempts to undermine the will of voters in places like Ohio? Well, as elated as I was in the aftermath of that vote, we must not lose sight of the fact that we depend on lawmakers to implement the will of the people. And if those lawmakers do not care about what the majority of voters want, if they don't care about democratic values, we need new lawmakers. Ultimately, the only way to ensure that our voices are heard is if we throw out those legislators who don't listen. That means voting in every election and running in every race. I spoke with David Pepper, an old friend and former head of the Ohio Democratic Party, about this. Make sure to check out my full interview with him on Burn the Boats. Here's a clip. They are saying the, the quiet part out loud now when you have Mike Johnson giving an interview about America as a biblical republic. I remember not long ago, Mike Lee referred to democracy as as rank democracy, uh, suggesting that, you know, the people cannot be trusted with their own votes. And I think they are internalizing that maybe subconsciously in anticipation of the day. It's probably here already, but it is certainly coming if it's not when the vast majority of Americans reject reject their vision for the country and they have an out. They say that doesn't matter because democracy is secondary to insert your your value, God's will. It's secondary right. to um, unborn life. It's secondary to uh, loyalty to an individual. Democracy mm -hmm. is slowly falling down the ladder of values and virtues for the Republican Party. Yeah, and I, it's very clear if you look closely this has really become an ingrained talking point, you know, the minimization of the value of democracy itself. And, the, and they're using sort of a false historic uh, dichotomy that didn't exist, that when the founding fathers talked about a republic, they weren't, they uh, versus a democracy, you know, they weren't separating them out in the way that folks think of it now. Um, no one thinks we're an Athenian democracy, a direct democracy. No one thinks that. That's sort of the dichotomy that was being drawn. But when they said republic, they meant elect a majority of people. Now, they defined the majority differently than of who got the vote, but that it was a majority will, majority rule process that picked these people to lead us. Um, that can, that's a democracy. It's a Republican. It's, it's a democracy, uh, you know, centered republic, let's say. Um, the dichotomy they're not now, now trying to draw is, is obviously very misleading that somehow by republic, they didn't mean the broader democracies we conceive it. And I think that's part of a broader project to just undermine the value. And, and Johnson did this, as you said, Mike Lee did this, of the broader notion of democracy, as if that justifies what they do. You know, intense gerrymandering, attacking uh, the law of Ohio so that it takes 60 percent to pass something. They want to fit all that into their mindset about a republic, like there's something healthy about minimizing majority rule. And I don't think the founders would ever agree with that. Uh, so, it, but I, I agree. So this is a long-term project. And the, I get, you know, for as bad as they are running government, they're quite good at this stuff. 
And I think this nonstop pounding, and every time I tweet about democracy, I will get bots or real people saying, we're not a democracy, we're a republic. And it shows you it's really seeped in to the right-wing ecosystem. And it's ahistoric the way they're trying to, to separate the two. Uh, but I think it's part of, a, of the broader project, which is of Lee, Johnson, others really wanting to give a sense that, no, no, we can be in the minority and still rule this country. I mean, that's really the, the project. Oh, democ- if democracy means that we're in the minority and we can't rule, then it can't, then it can't be right because that's what we should get to do. And that's why I think they're minimizing it. And like you said, they're trying to act like the, the masses, act, the, the majority controlling the country is some really bad thing. When I think most Americans, that's their most essential notion of what democracy means. Thanks for listening, everyone. I've got a quick break here, but I need a favor first. Shows like this depend on your support. Please, if you can spare five seconds, click the link to the podcast version of the show below and leave us a five-star review. It really does help. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, the simplest answer is a republic is a form of democracy. Exactly. You can't speak out against democracy and say you're for a republic unless you really don't understand that. The Correct. abortion issue- You said that better than I did, but, but yeah, absolutely. The, the abortion issue is it creates the perfect battleground for for waging this kind of fight if you're a hardcore anti-democratic Republican because you're able to cast the the battle in uh, in in almost Manichaean terms. It's a, in their minds a a battle between good and and evil. And in within that construct democracy is the least important thing. And we see this. We see this in how the uh, the opponents of the latest issue one were talking about women's rights. You had one of the most outspoken opponents of issue one saying that that 10-year-old girl's body was designed to carry life. I mean, it's just, right. it, it's it's so outrageous that they have to know the majority of people will be repulsed by it. But it's less important to them than than right. I, I guess doing God's will, which is probably the scariest phrase in all of politics. Well, the the smart ones though know that it's unpopular, and that's why I think in the end, as much as and I think they're get they're going to get better. They always are figuring out how to get better, and that's an, when I wrote, wrote my first book and called Laboratories of Autocracy. It's not just some cute run on the turn of the phrase. They're always running little tests and they always learn from them. And I worry that over time they're going to get better at trying to get these refer these abortion bans sustained. Uh, But the smart ones, the Mitch McConnell's, uh, the Koch brothers, they understand that their general positions are toxic. And one of the things I think it's, they combine them in one way, but I think on our side, as terrible as it all has been, I do think post ops gives us a chance to make the attack on democracy mean something to people, see how it affects their lives, which is most of us agree that a woman has a right to choose. That's true. Like it's somewhere in 60% in Kansas. It's close to 60% in every poll in Ohio that, that most of it's Texas, Florida, these states support abortion access. The reason they're attacking democracy is to lock into place laws that they know you don't support. 
And if they are successful in attacking democracy, guess what? Laws that you don't support are going to upend your life. So I think one of the most important things we can do to show people the attack on democracy is not some 30,000 foot debate over the founding fathers and the terminology. It's an attack on their lives. It's attack on the majority views of this country. And Dobbs has actually, in terrible ways, actually done that. And there is a winning streak that I hope we've continued in Ohio. But either way, where where Dobbs has provided some real, um, you know, real world examples of what happens in a world of democracy where people can impose an extreme minority worldview on a majority of people who don't agree with them. And and I think we need to be better long term at showing people that attack on democracy upends their real lives in all sorts of ways, in a way that most people do not agree with. Um, so I think we have to, I think for on their side, it clearly is sort of their example trying to fire up their folks. But we know that most Americans actually don't support w- w- the post-Dobbs abortion bans, the ones sending 10-year-old victims to other states. It actually gives us an opportunity to explain this is what the lack of democracy is going to do to this country if we don't fight back really, really hard. I agree 100%. And, and I think convincing voters that democracy protection, defense of democracy is the fight that links all of these other issues together. It's going to be difficult, but it's absolutely essential. When I think about our ongoing perennial efforts to rein in the the out-of-control gun industry, the NRA, when I think of our efforts to protect the climate, when I think of the, the current effort to enshrine abortion rights in the Constitution, protecting democracy is foundational to all of them. You might be a one-issue voter on something else, but unless you care about protecting democracy, the people's voice is not going to be heard on those issues. 